Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope you're having a great day. I hope that you are enjoying the study of the crown so far. We're on Dig a Bit number three in our month of September as we study the crown and as we begin by studying the shepherd of Psalm 23, David's probably his most famous psalm and most comforting. As we look at this, though, I wanted us to notice today that um, according to the shepherd that we've um, read from, there are four conditions that have to be met before a sheep can lie down in a sheepfold. And those conditions are the absence of hunger, the absence of fear, the absence of internal enemies, and the absence of pests like flies or parasites. As we think about that, I'd like for us to think about the, especially today, the internal enemy that can be inside the sheep fold. Now, throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, and I'm sure you've already passed this recognition, we are referred to as the sheep of the pasture of God or Christ. Psalm 100 verse 3, David's psalm says, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And then Psalm 23, the subject of our thoughts today, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. So we are the sheep. The Lord is the shepherd. And specifically in our New Testament study, Jesus Christ is our shepherd. He's also, John 10, the gate of the sheepfold, the door of the sheepfold, and he is the shepherd. Also in the New Testament, we have earthly shepherds that are beneath the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, in our congregations, and they meet certain descriptions that are given in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and Titus chapter 1, and they are the elders, the shepherds, the bishops, the pastors of our congregation. All of those terms are interchangeable, and they are biblically the earthly shepherds under the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, but they also will have to give an account of their leadership of our congregations to the chief shepherd. And we see that in various passages in the New Testament. For today though, we have a question that says, what kind of internal friction would make sheep restless? Can you think of kinds of internal friction that give sheep within the Lord's flock cause for angst? and perhaps the inability to rest easy in the church. Well, we don't have to think of these by ourselves because by ourselves because we can look in the word of God and we can see these internal enemies identified clearly in the scriptures. In Ezekiel chapter 22, way back in the Old Testament, and we're going to look at verse 27 there. It says Well, let's go ahead and start in 26. God is talking to the priests of Judah there. And he says, Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the common. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. And they have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. And then he says this, Her princes in the middle thereof are like wolves, ravening the prey, to shed blood and to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. 
And her prophets have daubed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies to them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. This is way back in the day of Ezekiel, in the time of Judah's desecration and having left the Lord because of bad leadership within Judah, not necessarily because of destruction from without. God let them be destroyed, taken captive from without, but it was because of the debauchery that was happening in their own leadership, in their own shepherds, it says here. So when we when we think about that concept, does that carry over into our New Testament studies? And let's look at uh, John chapter 10. We're talking about shepherds now who are themselves the cause of internal friction. John chapter 10. And as we think about Jesus being the gate of the sheep, he says, Let's look at verse 6. This parable spake Jesus to them, but they understood not what things they were, which he was speaking to them. Then said Jesus, Well, before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pastures. A picture of the Lord's church here. If we go in the door, which is Jesus Christ, we're in the fold. But listen to who else can be in the fold. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That sounds a little bit like Ezekiel. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But the one who's a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, that sheep don't belong to him, he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and he doesn't really care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known of my sheep. As the father knows me, even so know I the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have which are not of this fold he was talking to the Jews at that time and them also I will bring and they will hear my voice that's me Cindy Colley in the church today a Gentile hearing the voice of Jesus and there's one fold and there's one shepherd therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I can take it again no man takes it from me but I lay it down of myself I have power, Jesus said, to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. I love that passage because it says several things. It says that there were those in the Old Testament days of Jewish history that we just read about in the book of Ezekiel who were supposed to be leading the people but who were devouring them who were destroying them, who were allowing them to walk away from God by their own um, selfish, unsanctified, unprincipled habits. They didn't know the difference between the clean and the unclean, as Ezekiel said it. But then he goes ahead and includes me, the Gentiles, other sheep that I have that aren't of that fold that was being destroyed by those false prophets and by those false shepherds. But he says, other sheep I have, 
And there will be one fold and one shepherd. That's the church, and that's Jesus. And then he goes on to say that he will be the protective shepherd. But now, are there those who come into the fold today who pretend to be teachers of the shepherd who are false shepherds? Well, yes, that's, um, that's certain that there are those today who are just the hirelings who are in there for the wrong purpose and who are trying to lead the sheep astray. So now let's look at Matthew 7, verse 15. And we're going to see them not just as the shepherd, but also as the sheep. Not as, as the one who's pretending to be the shepherd, but now as ones who are pretending to be the sheep. They're sheep, but inside, they look like sheep, but inside they are ravenous wolves. Verse 15, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. You will know them by their fruits, because men can't gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles. Every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. We really have to watch, he's telling us, even inside the sheepfold, that we are discerning between the real sheep and those who are trying to destroy us. Well, who are those people who are in the sheepfold who are trying to destroy the sheep, the innocent sheep who've been, who have followed the shepherd? Who are those people? Well, I'm telling you that scripture is replete with the descriptions of those who are trying to destroy the sheep that we today call Christians. Let's look at some of those passages. Let's start by looking at Romans 16 in verse 17. Romans 16, verse 17. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark those which cause divisions and offenses or occasions of stumbling contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoid them. Wait a minute. We have to identify, it's telling us, those people that cause anxiety, divisions, and offenses. What is that but internal friction in the sheepfold? And we have to identify those people and mark them and avoid them. Verse 18, for they are such who serve not Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches, they deceive. They're in wolves' clothing. They're in sheep's clothing, but they're wolves. They deceive the hearts of the simple. We read about them again in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll start with verse 13. For such are false Apostles. Wait a minute. This is in the sheepfold. This is people who are claiming to be apostles. Deceitful workers. Transforming or fashioning or dressing themselves into the apostles of Christ. They're looking like sheep. And no marvel, for Satan himself has fashioned himself into an angel of light. So therefore... It's no great thing if Satan's ministers also fashion themselves as the ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. I want you to listen to the kinds of people we're supposed to be watching out for who cause internal friction inside the sheepfold or inside the body 
inside the church. Let's look at 1 John 4, verse 1. It says there, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Well, at that time, there were those, even in the body, who were saying that Christ did not come in literal mortal flesh. Those who were teaching that false doctrine were identified as false spirits false teachers, false prophets. We can really go a long time with this. Let's look at Matthew 10 verse 16. Matthew 10 verse 16. It says there, Behold, well this is Jesus actually sending his disciples forth as sheep in the middle of wolves. Beware of men, he says in verse 17. There were going to be those around these sheep who were going to try to deliver them. And these weren't necessarily in the fold, but outside of the fold of Christ. But let's go ahead and look at in the fold again. Second Peter 2, verse 1. 2 Peter 2, verse 1. It says, There were false prophets also among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who privately will bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their lascivious doings or pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. How could the way of truth be bad-mouthed? Well, it's if there are those inside the way of truth that are giving it a bad name. They are those who are supposed to be sheep, but inside they are destructive of the body or the kingdom. Let's look at um, Colossians 2 verse 8, and we'll wind this down. Colossians 2 verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you, destroy you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. He says, don't let any man destroy you from inside your fold, because Jesus Christ is the one who is, you are complete in Him. He is the one who has all the fullness of God dwelling in him. And we'll look at one more. Let's look, well, let's stop there because we're, this is getting lengthy and these verses about false teachers, I'm telling you, are, we could go on and on. They're all over the New Testament and they are portrayed as those who can destroy those Christians, spoil those Christians who are in the fold. They can cause this tension inside the fold. And I don't know if you've been a part of a congregation before where there was false teaching being insidiously injected into, and and we know false teaching, remember, by examining the Word. 
I don't know if you've been a part of a congregation where false teaching was being injected into the fold and sheep were getting sick and stress was occurring. I have been a part of that before. And I'll tell you what, he is exactly right when he says you can't rest. You can't, a sheep can't rest in that situation. We can't lie down. We can't be at peace when there are those within the body, both, and it can be someone who is feigning shepherdhood, someone who is pretending to be a shepherd, or it can be someone who is just pretending to be a sheep. And inside he is a ravenous, the Bible says, wolf who is trying to destroy. I've been a part of a congregation where someone had an agenda, actually, to destroy New Testament Christianity as we know it, and thus made the sheep in that fold be very tense and unable to trust one another and unable to lie down in peace, really unable to trust the shepherd. So I don't think it takes us um, a lot of imagination to figure out how there could be internal friction that would keep us from lying down and being at peace as sheep because it is so clearly all over our New Testaments. Is doctrine important? Yes, it is. Is it important for us to constantly be in the Scriptures? Yes, it is. That's the purpose of digging deep in God's Word. It's just to be there in, in the words of the Holy Spirit so that we don't have to constantly be afraid of those around us who may be trying to take away our faith because our faith is not grounded in any shepherd, earthly shepherd, or any sheep around us. Our faith is grounded in the words of the Holy Spirit. And in that way, we will be able to lie down and be at peace because we will find the pasture where we are um, safe from those who would try to cause anxiety within our congregations. And by the way, shepherds who are godly shepherds are going to be watching, aren't they? They're going to be protective. Shepherds, earthly shepherds, I mean elders in the church, bishops in the church, presbyters in the church, same word. They are going, same um, identification of those human elders. They are going to be watching for those wolves. They are going to be examining the fashioning, as our scripture told us, of those wolves. They are going to be able to see through that deceit, and they are going to be very protective of those congregations. And what did the scripture that we just read tell us? Mark those which are causing those divisions that are against the word. We're going to mark them, and we are going to be able to thus avoid them. And if we have good shepherds in our congregations, we will be able to lie down and be at peace. So those four conditions again, absence of hunger, absence of fear, absence of pests, and the one we talked about today, the absence of internal enemies, those who would come in and who would teach us false doctrine. They are identified in Scripture, and we don't have to wonder what those internal enemies in the church can be. That's not to say that there might not be other internal enemies 
but enemy number one has to be this one because it is just so abundantly taught in scripture that what will take away our peace what will take away our even our reconciliation to God our relationship with God what has the ability to do that is when we are not mindful not aware and not constantly protecting ourselves against those who would come in and deceive us with false teaching be in the word have a great day